boyfriend in a public restaurant acting like a prostitute. Don't you wish you could meet a whore like that? A lot of men are looking for a good whore that'll put out for free. There's a dirty little secret. You gonna die doing this dumb ass yeah. fucking fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. I have unicorn crap all in my hair and on my nose. I have never been so stressed out in my entire life. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. And the 2-0 pitch to Lindor. Swung on and built it to deep right center. Away, back, and gone. Francisco Lindor, a two-run blast. He has a five-by-five-time, a five-time earned What? I got some... Mighty dog food, some kind of Tonight, the little boy is stuck using a pool noodle to find his way around. He's at risk for HIV, hepatitis C, herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Facebook thugging is a crime. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. No, this is wrong. Oh my God, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is terrible. This is the, I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids and your I have to take off my shoes. So kiss my black I used to be that whore. I'm not a whore anymore. Irving took it away from Powell. Goes behind the back of the Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. You're minutes away now from getting hooked up with your first keyword of the day for Rock 1069's Workday Double Pay. We give you a keyword, you text in, you make $1,000. Not make, you win. You don't even have to work for it. That's good stuff. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. Buddy, how are you? Uh, feeling good on a Friday, man. Uh, I, uh, I'm i excited for the Cavaliers game tonight. Pumped Can't up wait. about that. Um, but the real question everyone has is, Stansberry, go. how are you doing, buddy? I know you had a late night last night. Had a late one. Yeah, I had a late one. Uh, had to work last night at the Agora. We had uh, Eagles of Death Metal and yeah. Mastodon in the house last yeah. night. Two bands I absolutely love. Couldn't wait to go and uh, did very well. I uh, actually got home around 1 a.m. Jeez. Slept for about three and a half hours. Jeez. So today might be the day that I say something that you cannot be walked back. That's like, all right, buddy, it's been a good run. See well, ya. That was a lot of fun. See ya. That was that a good time. And career. Like, that might be a thing. Um, Yeah, obviously, a, a, a case of I didn't sleep at all last night is going to put you in a, uh, in a weird place as a host. It's but. actually a very dangerous thing when you think about it. That's a live microphone. Right. And I now broadcast, not to Canton, but to like, uh, what I'm saying is, is like the world now is the most of easily offended audience in broadcasting history. And so to do this on no sleep is actually suicidal. It's like taking a gun, loading it, and pointing it right at your head. Now, the good news is, as we've talked about this before, nobody's going to die. We're going to be all right, but the but, but Stansberry career may be over. I might die from not having money. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen. But nobody else shall be yeah, harmed hopefully not. by today's broadcast. Hopefully not. So... I got lucky enough to show up a little bit early. And if you've never been to the Agora, there's like seven bars inside of it. Yeah. And I happened to be working at the bar that was actually inside the theater where the show was going to be performed. Okay. So I got there first before the other girl that I was bartending with, my friend Allison. And I start setting up the bar, and the Eagles of Death Metal start sound checking right there in front of me. So Sweet. it's me, their sound guy, nobody else. And I was like, 
oh, this is amazing. I'm getting my own Eagles of Death Metal show, which I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I mean, you know, soundcheck obviously is a pretty intimate thing. You're lucky if you get to kind of watch that. And they I'm always sure, say no picks, no pick because they don't want anything getting out. Of course, you know, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want somebody like recording right before the show for us. You know no, what I mean? Somebody no, no, no. sitting in here like with their with their, you know Facebook Live. I in do it or not something. want that. Um, but like, what a what a cool thing. I'm not a huge Eagles of Death Metal fan, but no, still, I will I will acknowledge that like, dude, anytime you kind of get your home personal content. Concert, it was cool. That's badass. Mastodon killed it last night. I believe they it. They were so very good. It's probably because they've had a lack of really mainstream success, but like it's easy to forget how old those guys are and how long they've been playing together. I mean, they looked old. Early 2000s, uh, yeah. late 90s, mid yeah. 90s. I right mean, around there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some, at some point in there, you know, and, 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 and we, I think we said yesterday, they're six, seven albums deep, and it's like, well, dude, you better be goddamn good at playing your instruments now. Yeah, their, uh, their crowd was all, was all fevered up, and I didn't realize, over in the ballroom, the other side of the venue, we had Y&T last night, if you're into the 80s, like LA Strip thing, they were a big thing, you know, for that. So like, there was just people like just everywhere last night. So that was kind of awesome. Nice. But there was a band that opened up the whole show last night, right. and I don't love instrumental music. Like I, you know, every once in a while, Metallica will throw one on a record. It's like, all right, that's pretty cool. They're pretty good at it or whatever. But sometimes the instrumental music can get a little noodly for me, and it's like, look how technically great we are at playing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to like rock instrumental bands, I mean, that's when you get like those nerdy studio musicians yeah. who are like, oh, it doesn't matter if I've never made a hit. I look how good I can play my guitar. Now, and there's a point to that. There really is. But sometimes it's like, dude, we get it. So a band opened up the show last night called Russian Circles, and I had never heard of them before I got. There. Rush in circles? No, Russian. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. meant. I thought you. I thought you meant like it was Rush up there. Okay, no, all right, sorry. Rush. I don't know why. I don't know why they're bringing Russia into it. I know. It's, it's, it's James Comey had nothing to do with this band last night. Nothing. Right. So they. But as and I don't always love instrumentals, but that band was really solid. Like they were pretty good. I've only seen two instrumental bands while working at the Gora that I walked away like a new fan of. First was Animals as Leaders, which was one of the tightest bands I've ever seen live ever. They were so good. And then Russian Circles last night was excellent. So if you're into instrumental music, I strongly suggest you check those out. Those were fantastic. We've taken a piece of uh of listener email where somebody's taking issue with something that Fantone had said uh, yesterday. Okay. They are taking issue with uh, with one of your stances from yesterday. I want to address that after we hook people up with this $1,000 right now. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We have a pair of Megadeth tickets for you. We'll pass those out at 830 this morning. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. They're playing July 3rd. Jacob's Pavilion at Nautica. It's going to be a symphony of destruction on the Stansberry show. Yes, it will. What a great song. Yeah, it's a good one. It's I a like good tra- one. I always like Train of Consequences. That not, was a, not a bad one. I always really liked that one. Trust was really good. Yeah, man, they're all right. Megadeth was all right. We'll pass out those tickets 830. If you missed the keyword, text WIN to 200-200 for your shot at $1,000. And I'm glad money got brought up here because we were talking about this a little later in the program yesterday. And a guy wrote an email in to take some issue with some stuff that he heard. And we were talking about this new overtime bill that's in the works. And we were kind of talking about how, like, our company's kind of done this. They've offered us more time away from the studio in lieu of, like, a huge raise. There was an incremental, like, cost of living raise. But it was like, hey, let's compensate you in other ways. And let's, you know, you know what it is? 
We need you to sign a team-friendly franchise tag, Cousins. That's what we need. Come on. I, I said at the time, I'm, I'm Canton's Kirk Cousins. That's exactly what happened to me. Performing, doing everything really well. Eh, we're not sure yet. Let's let's sign a franchise tag. And I was a little upset at first, but ultimately, at the end of the day, got a great gig, don't care. Right? So they've compensated us with some more time away. And I remember saying, and this was a couple of months ago, I said, you watch, this will be the way this happens moving forward. Corporate America is going to figure this out. They're going to, and that's why you've started to see more and more studies come out, more things online about how quality of life and more time away from the office is beneficial for your brain and spending more time with your family ultimately makes you a happier person and like those kind of things. That's why all those stuff is getting pushed out because that, that's the narrative they want. So people were taking issue with getting time off versus being paid to work overtime. Now, the way it works from what I understand is that you work overtime and then your boss gives you time off versus so you get paid your standard rate while you're in overtime hours and then you get that time off now people were having issues because they're like yeah but your boss gets to pick when you go well yeah i mean that's welcome to the world like there's gonna be times where you can't you know leave the office and you can't be away from the work that does put you in a crappy predicament as a worker though that your boss is going to a decide when you work overtime like dude this is just what you're doing and then b decide when you can and cannot take that time off that's i mean yes there's always that's again there's always going to be a benefit to being the boss versus the worker right that's they're gonna ha- there that stuff kind of has to happen so keith wrote in and said i just wanted to respond to what you were talking about yesterday morning Regarding more time off instead of, uh, you know, time and a half pay. Can't believe so many people think you're going to make less money and responded they would want the, the time and a half pay. To me, it's simple math, he says. You get straight time pay for overtime hours plus straight time pay when taking time off, which equals two times pay instead of one and a half. But that's not actual dollars that you're getting. At the end of the at the end of the year, if you're working for if you're getting paid for forty hours a week and you're working fifty two weeks out of the year, you're working two thousand and eighty hours over the course of a year. He says plus withholding less on straight pay because of how tax tables work. Can't believe people can't see that. Even my nineteen year old son found this out. All the conspiracy theorists thinking salaried people out to get them actually salaried benefits less from this than hourly. Unfortunately, I don't have a radio in my office to listen to your reply. So. It's not money, though. You're not getting money. You're getting compensated with time off, which is not the same thing. You can't spend time off. You are still being paid for that time off. Right, but you were going to work those hours regardless. So when you come to your budget at the end of the year, you're adding no dollars. You can say it's worth two times as much, but you're not adding dollars, so it doesn't doesn't mean anything. (sighs) Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I see what you're saying because, yes, your ultimate year-end goal, what you make is probably, the number's probably the same. But I, is it going to feel like you make more money when you are getting paid for days you don't have to wake up? If I'm, dude, if I've got a family and I'm trying to make sure that I have enough money for health insurance and for paying for groceries, I, I don't care what it, if it feels like I have more, I need more. See, this actually benefits us. Like, because... I make what I make. There's no, there's no dips. Right. There's no ups and downs. I make what I make. So when they come to us in a contract negotiation, saying, "Okay, well, instead of this, instead of X amount of dollars more, it's two more weeks off," right. I can look at it and be like, "Well, all right." I mean, whether you and I work uh, twenty hours a week, forty hours a week, we're paid 60 the same hours a week. We're paid the same amount, right? So, it, it, of course, that makes sense to you and I. I guess this is where I come off sounding a little harsh sometimes. 
But this is what I'm going to look back at the worker and say. It's this or nothing, though. Like, welcome to it. Like, and I keep trying to tell people, you got to stop trying to, like, back these corporations into giving you 15 an hour and all this stuff. Because all you do is give them incentive to find out how to do this job without you. That's what's going to happen. You're never going to shame the company into giving you the money. And then secretly they're like, oh, you know what? We never looked at it this way. We're glad somebody put us on the right side of this. What's going to happen is they're going to go, damn it. They dragged us into this public opinion fight. Now we got to give them this. How do we walk them out in the middle of the night when nobody's watching? And that's what they're going to do. Sure, I can certainly agree with that. But that's what workers' rights are about. And that's why you need, and I I can certainly understand why people are going to say, well, I don't trust that system. But that's why you need a government keeping things fair when it comes to that relationship between the worker and the employer. I mean, like, there needs to be a line there. People people should have rights when it comes to stuff like this. And and, and you can say that, well, you feel like you make more money because you're not at the office as much but dude i'm trying to pay for my kid to get braces i'm trying to pay for you know for for a car note and keeping the lights on and just living and 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 this doesn't this certainly does not help that plight at some point right i and i will totally admit that and i say this every time we talk about any of this stuff you deserve to make more money i don't care what it is you're doing today for work you probably need to make more money i god knows i need to make more money for what i do but and so like I, i'll meet you there okay I, but <sighs> What are you? What else are you gonna do? Like at some point, what you gotta stop looking at your boss and going, "Well, I gotta put braces on my kid as their responsibility to make sure you get braces for your kid." Your right. boss didn't impregnate your wife. Well, I, I really do think what we're kind of getting into here is individual issues versus like a bigger problem here. And when it comes down to it, I've always said, "Yes, you as an individual, it's not your boss's fault that you mess this up, or it's not your boss's fault that you don't have enough money." But you got to take a look at the bigger thing here, and it, pe- people need to make more. And if you're not to pay them for overtime if you're not even going to give them that option to make more money you can't even make extra you know extra credit you can't even help bring your grade up how, how is anybody in america supposed to, to get ahead how is anybody in america supposed to make america great again heather says use the time off to get better training for a better job now that's a little idealistic and it's a little um well, short-sighted ultimately right but this is uh, but again nobody dude you got your wife pregnant you know what I mean? You got three kids. That was a choice that you made, right? And and yes, on on an individual level, but but like but, I know what I know what this kind of I know what this job pays. Like, and I know how I know like the fluidness and how like easily you can be walked out the back door and be fired at any given time in the radio business. So one of the things I didn't do was add a wife and kid to to, to the strain of this because I because my boss isn't going to care. What am I going to walk in there and be like? Bro, I need more money because my kid needs braces. He'll <laughs> be like, dude, shut up and say God's back 12 more times and get out of my office. That's what he's going to say. No retroactive abortions. As much as people wish they could, no retroactive abortions. Right, but and why, society but is going to have kids. But why do I penalize the the employer for your for your choices? Right? Like that's always the thing. Well, I got dude, I got kids. Well, you didn't have to though. Well, the employer, in, in my in my in my estimation, the employer has a responsibility by doing business in America to be a responsible employer. Like you do, you 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 have. They you, would make the argument that responsible employers don't pay too much money to where they have to shut the business down and you don't have a job. That's going to be the other end of the argument. I don't know if it, there's enough to, to, to make that valid or if they're telling you the. 
truth, but that's the other side of the coin. There's a cost of business. There's a cost of business when you want to sell something in America. When you want to be a part of this system, there's a cost of business to doing it, and you have to pay that, dude. And I don't feel like employers, I don't feel like corporations pay their fair share of that. I would agree that everybody needs to make more money. But you got to be careful about how you're going about doing it because all you're going to, there's a reason why your boss is your boss. You know why? He worked harder than you once upon a time. He may not work harder than you now, but he worked harder than you once upon a time. And here's the other thing your boss did that you didn't. He put his balls on the line to start a business out of his own pocket and you didn't do that. What's the price of that? Is anybody going into your, dude, does anybody go into your boss's office at Christmas time and be like, yo, bro, here's 500 bucks. Thanks for employing me. No, but you expect a Christmas bonus. Why? Because you work there. You work there. But at the end of the day, the jobs, the haves will always be the haves. You're never going to like, you're never going to get the hashtag online to turn the haves into the have nots. There's a reason why your boss is your boss. Once upon a time, he worked harder than you. And that's why he's being rewarded financially better than you are today. That sounds harsh. I understand that. But harsh sometimes is the reality. There has been a change to the concert of legends. You're actually getting more show for your dollar. We'll tell you how that happened next on the Stansbury Show. Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. We are loaded down with things to give away today. Yeah. We just like looked. Like I thought it was just the Megadeth tickets mm-hmm. and then the $1,000 every hour. We also found a pair of tickets for the Corn Show out at Blossom. Nice. August 2nd. That's, dude, Stone Sour is part of that, too? Yeah. Is that what I heard? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be really good. So we'll do those here, actually, under 10 minutes from now. And then Third Eye Blind tickets up for grabs. That shows July 8th. We'll do those at 7.30. Megadeth, you're getting hooked up with at 8.30. And then 9.30, Nickelback tickets. Loaded down with something nice. away. Loaded down. I like it. It's very good there. Like I said, we'll do those corn Stone Sour tickets here shortly. A lot of good concerts, dude. I mean, you're Lots. listening off all those. I know we had that chicken from Live Nation this week, and she talked about all those Megan, $20 yeah. seats. And, man, dude, honestly, it's nice to see Northeast Ohio kind of back on the map when it comes to good shows rolling through. And concerts are about what we're talking about right here. Good transition, buddy. Smooth. Smooth. Never saw a cupboard. <laughs> And I get to do everybody's favorite thing on the show right now, which is admit I was wrong. And I was wrong about something, apparently. At least I would think that this new announcement means I was wrong. And the concert for Legends around the Pro Football Hall of Fame is we're on our third one. And the first year they used us and we brought Aerosmith to town. With them, they kind of did most of it, and, uh, and credit, <laughs> yeah, I'll take a little credit for Aerosmith there. And so Aerosmith came to town, smashing success. And then last year, Tim McGraw, huge show, smashing success, right? So they had made the announcement that Toby Keith was going to be the performer this year, and I said, oh well, that makes all the sense in the world. Makes all the sense in the world. And people kept saying to me, where are all the rock bands? And then I responded to you by saying, indeed, where are all the rock bands? Yeah. We've been looking. I, the, the, it's just not. It's just not the hot format right now. And I thought Toby Keith would be a smash hit. Yeah, dude. I mean, the guy's got three decades worth of hits. I think we looked at it when we announced it, and I mean, thirty-nine number ones, if I remember correctly, Jeez. which Jeez. is insane. 
It's a that's a lot of hits, man. Most people, if you can tell them you can have his career, they would take it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And people kept emailing in and writing in, tweeting at me. It's like you're an idiot. It needs to be different. It was country last year. It needs to be different this year. And I didn't really see it that way. Country is. I know a lot of you don't like it, but it is the most popular music format in the world. There are more country radio stations than any other format. I actually, the rest of them combined. It's a uh, it's a bit of a head scratcher, people. I I don't know why it happened either, but it did, dude. Country music has taken over, dude. You put a dipper in, you get the thing stuck one time, and it's people the way it goes. people buy in. They like them. They love it, right? But the announcement coming yesterday, and I would imagine the only reason to do this, and I don't, and I hope nobody over at the Hall of Fame gets upset with me, but I would imagine the only reason to do that is because, uh, is to make this announcement is because of slumping sales. Now, I don't know that. I'm just guessing, knowing the concert world the little bit I do working in radio and at a concert venue. But they announced Kid Rock is going to join country music singer Toby Keith for the 2017 Concert for Legends. Show will still be 8 p.m. August 6th, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. And Peter Fear, Chief of Staff and Spokesman for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, said part of the enshrinement weekend will focus on honoring the heroes of the nation in addition to the heroes of football. The artists selected to perform have the American spirit that will help achieve that goal. Kid Rock, we all know, born Robert Ritchie, has sold more than 26 million albums worldwide. Describes his style, he does, the kid does, as hip-hop, rock, heavy metal, and country. So I'm sure he'll get up there, sing all summer long. Cowboy. You think he'll do Bull God while being at the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Nope. Nope. All summer long. Cowboy. Picture. Picture. Um, He'll probably play... American Badass? Yeah, American Badass, stuff like that. I don't think Bull God makes it. I, maybe Ba with the Ba, maybe. Early Morning Stone Pib? No. Probably no, not. No, no. I it's love be, Early Morning Stone Pib. It's, it's definitely going to be a uh, Kid Rock. I mean, he's not going to be up there cussing. He's not going to be up there like talking about doing drugs. Like, I mean, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I would think, is going to be like, dude, you got to be at least somewhat, you know, somewhat tempered down here. And I think he has gotten tempered down. I mean, the last time I saw Kid Rock was probably five years ago. Last like a, time I saw him was in the White House. It was like an intimate show. It was like a show. It was I think 500 people were there. Really? Um, and it was awesome, dude. It was like it, when he introduced his whiskey, his Jim Beam or whatever like that. Oh, the Red Stag, right? He, yep. He did like this like small concert club tour, and I got to be like one of the people at it. It was phenomenal. Um, but he played even then. You could tell it was like, all right, you played Purple Sky. You played All Summer Long. You played those songs as as opposed to the other songs like so i think it's definitely going to be a little bit more of his country stuff a little bit more of his more recent stuff as opposed to uh bull god and, and back yeah i didn't think bull god would make it that's a, that that's probably a tough performance at the pro football of fame but i mean I although would any of those people know right and i can remember steven tyler being up there and he was cussing so like was he yeah. i don't remember i, I mean, mean aerosmith songs aren't necessarily as risque as some kid rock songs not anymore because you've heard them that right. t- you know what i mean that many more times but there's obviously drugs and sex in the aerosmith songs you know so one of the things that's going to happen now is people who hate Toby Keith are going to victory lap this and talk about what a huge failure this was. But I'll remind you that capacity now there is like 23,000 people. 
that's more than what the queue would hold for a concert. Correct. How many shows you've been to at the queue that weren't sold out that you'd be like, man, I would have thought this band would have sold out the queue for sure. Well, this and, is not a Toby Keith failure. And I don't even, I don't even necessarily have to buy into they did this to sell more tickets. I mean, at the end of the day, Toby Keith and Kid Rock, that's a. Uh, that's a, they have a lot shared. You know what I mean? So if Kid Rock said, hey, dude, Toby Keith is doing this, let me hit my boy Toby up. Sends Toby Keith a text message and uh, says, yo, let me get on this show. Why can't that be the story? You know what I mean? Like, why can't it be, oh, Kid Rock and Toby Keith just wanted to do it together? It's not about slumping ticket sales. Here's what I'll tell you about this show now. When they told me it was Toby Keith, I was like, great idea. If you came to me and told me it was Kid Rock and nobody else, I'd be like, uh, we might not get home. We might not get there. I'm being told country is huge because of years and years of rock stations being afraid of anything new. Country has new sounds daily. I'm actually going to throw this right back on you, and I'm the one who's right. This is about the audience. You know why country music has more and more new stuff on the radio? The audience is a little less discerning, a little less pretentious, and a little less, and they're a little bit more welcoming to new sounds. Eat, rock fans want, we want a fog hat. Play it again. That's, I mean, that's the way rock fans are. I've been programming rock stations as long as I can remember. At least helping do it. That's what it is. And honestly, there has been a lack of... I talk about this all the time. You know why rock isn't as popular nowadays? Aggression's not cool right now. Aggression is seen as, I don't know, you might have an anger problem. Partying too much is no longer cool. It's now like, did you have four beers this week? You might be an alcoholic. That's kind of the thing right now. Aggression, damn the man, that whole thing, it's seen as like, oh, you're a little out of control. It's not It's not posh right now. That's the problem. Tickets don't sell for the, or tickets don't sell for this with adding Kid Rock. You think they had Sweaty Teddy? Why not? That's Dude, that's the trifecta, right? Trump introduces the whole thing. You got Toby Keith, you got Sweaty Teddy, you got your boy Kid Rock back there, dude. Place goes wild. I would like to see Sweaty Teddy do this, actually. That's what I'm saying, man. They bring him out for one. Dude, he comes out for Stranglehold. It'd be awesome. Yeah, but if you can't do Bull God, you're definitely not doing Wang Dang Sweet. <laughs> you're not doing that. So I, I will say this as I'm like kind of like knocking the rock thing, right? Yeah. I think next year, and this was not my idea, and I wish I could give him credit. It was in my Twitter mentions two months ago, and I, I, I can't scroll. I, I, I'm not going to waste your time to look. But a guy mentioned this, and I thought it was actually a really good idea, and I'm only just so-so on the band. But the Red Hot Chili Peppers fit this bill perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. You, gotta have, you have to have at least an hour plus of hits in the Red Hot Chili Peppers do. Um, If you are a Hall of Fame caliber band, I mean, that's kind of the line there. Like, you're not just doing this. They're not, they're not pulling Pop Evil up here. Like, yo, dude, you guys want to do a concert for Legends? No. No. Dude, Pop Evil got swallowed at like the rib burnoff stage. Like, they're definitely not Pro Football Hall of Fame ready. I would not maybe be surprised though if next year, because isn't next year like a huge anniversary? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. 19 is what we're looking for. 19. And really, they're building for either 19 or 20 when they can have the draft. And that's when you're going to get somebody huge. And somebody cue Metallica. That will happen. I don't know that. Don't, don't be like, you know, he obviously knows people at the Pro Football Fame. He just told us it's going to happen. But mark my words, I bet Metallica ends up being a thing. Right? Because, again, you do have to kind of go back to format to format to format every now and again. Although I could say to pop fans, like, right, aren't they going to be like, dude, where's Bruno Mars? 
Like, where are these? At some point, they're going to get one of those artists that did like a huge half. Although Kid Rock has done a halftime show for the Super Bowl, right? Uh, I don't think was it his or was he just? I come think he out? was. I think he was a part of one yeah. of them. Yeah. Kiss would be another great option here. I know I'm a fanboy, but they would sell the tickets, and you know they've done the halftime show for the Super Bowl. They'd kind of fit that bill. But ultimately, I'm looking at this like I'm going to go to this show, Big and now I, now I get Kid Rock and I get Toby Keith. That's a solid couple hours full of hits. I'll take it. I'll take that all night long. I'll take it all summer long, baby. There it is. I'll take it all summer Play long. Play it on all the radio stations. That's a good one. Banto hates all summer long. Eat hates it. it. <laughs> hates it. Another show coming. Cornstone Sour, August 2nd, out of Blossom. We'll take Caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Get a look ahead of Game 3 next on the Sansbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. You're minutes away now from the next keyword for Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. We'll give you a keyword. You text in. You win money. Pretty simple there. Somebody's trying to make the argument to me that we had to add Kid Rock to the Concert for Legends because Toby Keith has the Texas thing going on, and that's a very divisive thing and Texas thing. I, I I don't know what that means. Toby Keith's from Oklahoma, so I know you're getting close there, but yeah. I, I, I I don't know about this beef with Ohio, Texas. It, to me, I mean, if Ohio State and Texas play, then yeah, down with the horns. But like, I don't know about that. And Fantone brought up the best point, which is I don't think adding Kid Rock from Michigan is going, is going to make Ohio people any happier. That's a thing. That's a thing I know about, dude. But no, the Texas-Ohio beef... The truth of the matter is this, is that if, and I have friends who work at Blossom and they will tell you that over the last five years, the Toby Keith attendance has started to go down because he hasn't been pushing out as much new music. Well, and it really, what this boils down to for me is more bang for my buck, man. If I get to go buy one ticket and see Kid Rock and Toby Keith. It's a home run. And dude, if this is going to be the standard, is that we're going to have two, three artists up there doing a a Mega Powers show? Dude, sign me up. I was honestly shocked this year when it wasn't Lady Gaga. Throw her up there, too. Get her up there. Get her the meat dress going. Because the the NFL's been loving using her. She sang the national anthem. Then she did the halftime show. She did all this stuff. And so it seems like the NFL is in the Lady Gaga business. I thought for sure it was going to be her this year. Kid Rock. Lady Gaga. I feel like there might be some conflicts of interest going on there. Who knows? But Well, know. not together, maybe. No. I was saying, you know, you do one or the other. So I am so excited for tonight. Perfect. Because the Cavs play tonight, Indeed. and they play on the weekend. And a lot of times these games are at like 8 o'clock at night on like a weeknight. Now, I worked all night last night, going to go home, take a nap all day, and then I'll wake up and I'll be able to watch game three, and I'm super pumped. All right, I already know what I'm going to order for food. Got some Dos Equis in the fridge. I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to go for Cavs Game 3. And I'm going to get you all hyped up right now. Excellent. And this guy knows what he's doing. There are broadcasters who know what they're doing. And Skip Bayless is a guy who knows what he's doing. He knows he's making you mad. He knows you're hating on him. He knows you, he, you, know, you think he's an idiot. And really what he's doing is laughing all the way to the bank. But he did tweet this out the other day. And I think it's a little crazy. And the tweet says, hey, LeBron, it's over. Kawhi Leonard is now the best player in the NBA. Sorry. If you don't know, Kawhi Leonard 
plays for the San Antonio Spurs. And I had to tell you that, which is how you know Kawhi Leonard is not the best player in the NBA. Um, Kawhi Leonard is arguably the most underrated player in the NBA. Fair. Um, That happens in San Antonio a lot. The guy's phenomenal. He really is. Fantastic basketball player. Great defender. Very efficient offensive player. Um, I would say probably best defender in the league. I I don't think that's too far of a stretch for me. A good LeBron defender, actually. When you you can play dudes like LeBron and, and you you can and you can shut him down like he did last night with James Harden, and that's where I think a big part of this comes from. Is dude, he had Harden off of his game last night, just just in his face and and, and scored incredibly offish, or efficiently. So I, I'm not going to try to stand here and say that Kawhi Leonard isn't All NBA team because he certainly is. But to start making the argument that he's better than LeBron, dude, come on. Doug Gottlieb was making come this on. argument yesterday too, and it's like, guys, guys, guys. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. If LeBron retires tonight, Kawhi Leonard doesn't become the face of the NBA. They would try to make it because he's one of the up and, you know what I mean? He's one of the stars, but he doesn't have it. He he didn't have it. And so, yes, for me, other things come into than just on court performance. By the way, LeBron James is having one of his best playoffs ever in his 14th year. Come see me in Kawhi's 14th year. Yes, uh, dude, uh, I've said it a million times about LeBron that sustainability is a huge part of making him the greatest of all time. Now, my statement might come back and bite me in the ass. Kawhi Leonard might be in his 14th year sure. and be amazing the NBA. Sure. That can happen. But conventional wisdom tells you most athletes are not going to get better as they get that much older. It's so hard to do because what you have to do is you have to add parts of the game that you didn't have before where when LeBron first came into the league, just physical strength and freakish nature and and, and just him being him was enough because nobody knew how to handle him. And then changed his game. Right, and as he's gotten older, he's kind of had to change his game in which, honestly, as he's changed his game, the NBA has changed his game or changed their game. Yes. Um, When it comes down to it, I'll always point to uh, I think it was 07, 08, 09, something like that, where the Cavs got trounced by the Magic, and it was in the Eastern Conference, not semifinals. Yeah, in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah, I remember this. And and the reason they got beat up so bad is because the three ball. And yeah. the Cavs just couldn't couldn't match that three-point shooting team. You had uh, Hito Turkoglu out there just busting threes, Rafer Alston busting threes, oh my God, just, yeah. just going nuts on it. And I think LeBron, that stuck with him. And for the rest of his career, from that point on, he kind of realized, dude, I have to be able to get on a team that can shoot the three-ball better. I was also told that this year was LeBron James' best three-point shooting percentage in his career. So, so once he made that decision and once he incorporated that into the game, the rest of the league kind of caught up and that's where you see teams like Golden State saying like oh damn it is a more efficient way to play basketball you do get extra you do get extra points Bonus out ball. of that yeah. right you get it you essentially get extra possessions when you make a three out of that so I think that I, I think that really does speak to I mean that was 10 years ago at this point where Le, what LeBron does yeah, fundamentally changes the NBA where and, and dude you can say whatever you want to say Kawhi Leonard is a fantastic basketball player he's amazing but he does not fundamentally changed the way the NBA game is played. Kawhi Leonard would have not brought you a title last year. I don't know if he's going to bring it to you this year because let's be real. Tony, Tony Parker, Parker just, just, hurt, just yeah. went down out for the season. If 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 Kyrie just went down and out for the season, the expectations are still on LeBron to win it. 
and the expectations are no longer on the Spurs. There's a built-in excuse there of, oh, Tony Parker went down. Kawhi Leonard shouldn't have to do it all. LeBron would have to do it all. Wouldn't matter. Dude, you go back two years when both Kyrie Irving busted his knee and Kevin Love got his arm ripped out of his socket. Who who still had crap on their face because they lost? Took Della Vadova and, like, nobody else to game six. Right, right. Against, against, the, against the all-time great Warriors. Right. So, uh, Dude, Skip, is, Skip Bayless is a LeBron hater. Right. I mean, he's made his entire, like, not his entire, but, like, a huge part of his career has been on the I hate LeBron James tip. It's I mean, it's just it's crazy. There's well, nobody playing in the NBA right now that's better than LeBron James. You have to be either on the I hate LeBron tip or the I apologize for everything LeBron does. He is that divisive. If you're a talking head, if you're one of those guys on ESPN, there's just two options there. And you either have to be like, oh, dude, he's not that good. He sucks. Or it's, you know, undisputed all-time right. greatest. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I, uh, I I just I don't think there's a guy playing in the NBA right now. There, there is there a guy playing in the NBA that might end up being better? Of course, maybe. Of course. I, I I have to make room for that. But at the end of the day, nobody's playing at the at the level LeBron James is playing right now. Uh, that being said, I believe Kyle Lowry is out for tonight for the Raptors. Is that right? And I'm still saying it, dude. I feel like tonight could tonight be, trap game. Tonight could be the trap game. Tonight could be the night that the Cavaliers lose in this series. Wow, without yep. Kyle Lowry, even without Kyle Lowry, I feel like it's still a distinct possibility. 7 p.m. tip. Let's get you guys hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Hansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. We have third eye blind tickets. That show's July 8th. We'll get you up here in a second. Probably not selling 22000 no. for, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame concert for Legends. No. Third eye blind, I would guess not, probably. No. You know, you were asking me as Lincoln Park was playing. Do I think Lincoln Park would sell out twenty two thousand seats? I don't. I mean, I know, I, I know, it was late nineties they came out, but I mean, arguably the biggest band out since the turn of the decade, right? I mean, since like you know, in the last twenty years, if we're talking about rock music, ninety seven is probably when they came out. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head bigger. What do you have somebody? No, that, I'm just uh, saying rock music, dude. That's a frustrating place to be in, then, right? If 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 if, if the biggest band of the past twenty years is no longer even making rock music, have you heard their new oy, stuff? They're not oy, even making. Oy. Yeah, that song. What was that? Heavy sucked. Terrible. That was bad. That was awful. That was bad. So I just read a story I don't believe. Okay. All right. Okay. And luckily for me, I have a visual aid to help me prove that this did not happen. Well, you know, if you read this story on the internet, Dan, it has to be true. What? Yeah, I don't know if you've heard about this, but in the Constitution it says everything you read on the internet is true. Signed by Abraham Lincoln. That's that's the truth. Well, I mean, he was honest. Yeah, that, that dude, Abe. he was. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Abe was honest. He that was. was like his whole thing, yep. is that he told the truth. Yep, and he said that everything on the internet is true. And so here's where I'm having an issue. A woman had a, had a fight with her husband. Now that I totally buy. Okay. <laughs> like Breaking the, news. That part I buy. Okay. But apparently she was trying to hide some money from her husband. Once again, more breaking news, dude. That bitch, she's got money coming in, not telling her husband about it. Money going out, not telling her husband about it. And apparently she didn't want to hand over this money to the husband after this argument. All right. And so she rolled up money. Um, and then it claims that she had swallowed it. That she had swallowed, yeah, listen to this. The 30-year-old woman, they say, swallowed a roll, rolls, rather, of $100 bills. What? 
They say the doctor said that they were able to surgically extract 57 $100 bills from the woman's stomach and intestines. What? $5,700 bills? Yeah. Come on. So I worked last night. Right. Get paid in cash and tips. And so I have the money from last night in my pocket. Sainsbury's got a knot is what the rappers call it. A fat stack right there. Well, I'd wear skinny jeans, but the knots don't fit, Jay Z says. That's, that's what it is. That's what, that's what Jigga always said. So 57. Careful, one, dude. You are on three hours of sleep. I do not need <laughs> so you, you know saying what? stuff like that. Back Honestly, up, as I thought about saying it, I was like, bro, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Call him a hove. It's a lot closer to what you can and cannot say. Good grief. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hove always says you're not. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a yeah. great point. Ever wonder why there's two of us? <laughs> that right there. That, that's it. That's why it. Uh, that's why it works. But they say she swallowed rolls of hundred dollar bills, fifty seven of them to be exact. Now, obviously, they somebody has supplied a picture and they've stretched out the hundred dollar bills. And uh, so it says here, the director of surgery at the University Hospital of Santadar Juan Paulo Serrano said the majority of the bills were extracted through a. Um, a gastronomy through the stomach. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, the doctor term through the stomach. Okay. Uh, additional rolls would be passed through the colon. He then added, "You're crapping out the money." At that he point. says, uh, "Yes, the fact uh, the fact that the rolls were not wrapped up or packaged suggests that they were not swallowed for any form of illicit transportation." So I, like I said, I have the cash from last night. Yeah. All right, and I think I. I'm pretty sure I counted this right. It's 37 bills I have. All right. All right. All right. Now, they took 57 $100 bills out of her stomach, this story claims. Okay? So, and I'll tweet this photo out for some of you. Um, it's at Stansbury Show, but I'll show Fantone this. There's 37 bills okay. folded over, right? Big, big baller brand style. There is, like no, there is no way. I could swallow this in any way. It looks like a it looks like a wallet. I mean, at the, yeah, like, it's the size it, of a it, wallet. It's the size of a wallet at that point, dude. Yeah. No way you're swallowing. There's that. no way she got fifty seven hundred dollar bills in her mouth. Honestly, bro, if and I, if she did, I know. <laughs> Vivid videos giving her a call. Um, but honestly, dude, I bet you if I if you had to eat a single dollar, that would be tough, dude. It's not like it's going to go down easy. You can't you can't just start chewing on like on a knot of 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 money. Like and they that. keep saying she swallowed them. And again, if you if this photo is to be be believed, they're not like screwed up. Like they're I mean they're obviously crumpled, right? But they have them like roll you know stretched back out. But like it doesn't. You'd have to chew them. You'd have to. You'd you're not have just, to. You're not just gonna like. You're not just gonna like just eat it like a duck eating bread. Like a like you'd have to chew it up, and they'd be destroyed, and there'd be stomach acid on them. I'm calling bunk story right there. Yeah, there's no way this happened. Bunk story right there. I don't like. Who buys this stuff? But then again, like I asked that question. But if you go to the grocery store today, yeah. And you're standing in, let's say the line's long, one of those idiots is going to grab one of those magazines and oh, be like, oh yeah. my God, did Trump you, had an alien baby with three this? heads? Did you see this? Can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe the stuff people fall yeah, for. That's how it works, though, dude. That's how it works. There's no, I mean, dude, money's dry. Right. Yeah, I mean, unless you're putting some ranch dressing on it or something, I don't, I don't know how you're swallowing, I don't know how you're swallowing money like that. I'm, I will eat anything. Literally anything. But I could not get myself to be able to swallow a roll of $100 bills. That's a story I absolutely 100% do not believe. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Third Eye Blinds playing July 8th. We'll get you uh, hooked up with those here momentarily. 
1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. It's one of those 90s bands I personally hate, dude. Really? Can't stand Third Eye Blind. Oh, we see. We disagree again here. Third Eye Blind's first record, I absolutely love. Losing, uh, well, I actually, I don't know, you know, don't call me. I don't know if it's the first one or not, but um, that uh, the first song off that album, Losing a Whole Year, I love that song. Yeah, I like Third Eye Blind, man. Put them in the put them in the, put them on the list next to Journey for me. All right, I can uh, I'm more, <laughs> I more understand hating of the Third Eye Blind than I do the Journey. The Journey thing makes me mad. I haven't slept. We're not doing it. Okay. Like, <laughs> do you want me to start talking about Boba Fett or no? no? I'm telling you, I, uh, do you? I apparently is the real question. So something's not happening today, and I want to examine why. All right. And. I saw a meme the other day, two days ago, that reminded me of this, and I was, and then maybe that is why. But normally, this is a big drinking holiday. First Friday? Oh, yeah. It is First Friday. So there is that. It is. But no, outside of that, this is a big drinking holiday. It's Cinco de Mayo. And I'm not hearing about it anywhere. And somebody posted a meme two days ago, and I saw it, which made me, what made me think of it. And it said... I better not see any of you build the wall people celebrating Cinco de Mayo, which, by the way, is a pretty decent point. And can you still appreciate Mexican uh, heritage? As you roll your eyes while you're saying it to me, <laughs> can you still appreciate Mexican heritage and 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 culture? What are you going to do? Without, appreciate the fact that they're still over there without without embracing illegal immigration? I don't know if those are necessarily mutually exclusive ideas. Ah, you know what? I get they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You're right. I guess. I mean, but, but normally in years past, you've seen people can't wait. Cinco de Mayo. We're gonna get drunk. We're gonna have all the fun. Tequila, Dos Equis. I even said this morning I was gonna drink Dos Equis tonight because it's what's in my fridge. I didn't even think about it being Cinco de Mayo. But it seems as if this day doesn't have the same panache it once had. And I wonder, is this last round of political season the reason why? Uh, now, obviously, I- obviously, we could go to El Campesinos today and it could be lit. You know what I mean? Just because we're not doing anything doesn't necessarily mean everyone's not doing anything. But I take your point. Yeah, but really- El Camps is lit daily. Yeah, and I, 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 and I guess you get into the same the same question there of like, well, is is our our Mexican restaurants? Suffering the same same fate? Is it are 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 taco trucks not selling as many tacos? Nah, I, I, no, I don't buy that. Okay, I, I wouldn't buy. That. Now I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers, but I wouldn't buy that just because, dude. What does America care about more than anything? Waistlines. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like we like eating. Just expand. You know what I mean? We like eating. But, so my guess is tacos are still pre- are doing pretty good. And sure, Taco Bell, but but if you're going to like really get down to it, and and, and, and somebody makes the argument of well, you can't you know say Happy Cinco de Mayo and say build the wall out of the same breath there. Well, can you go to a Mexican restaurant? Because let's be real, I mean. Are are you going in there and checking everyone's papers? Because I feel like there's almost a responsibility there. If you're if you're that concerned about illegal immigration, well, shouldn't you be questioning any kitchen in any style of restaurant anywhere. in any state in anywhere. any city in America? We both have worked in enough restaurants slash bars to know. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure my buddy Johnny's undocumented. Sorry, buddy. I- 
I hope I don't like I INS like rolling up on you. I was gonna say, and do you have a responsibility as somebody who is vehemently against illegal immigration so much so that you're willing to spend billions and billions of dollars on a wall? Don't you have some sort of responsibility there to to go into that into that Mexican establishment and ask to start seeing papers? Okay. What's going to happen today now? What is that? Is some dude's gonna get all hopped Hell up? Oh yeah! Gonna get all hopped up and is you know make America great machine again, and then he's gonna go kick the doors open of some some Mexican restaurant, and he's gonna be Phantom said I should beat you into the ground. Like, Jesus. Dude, don't do that. Jesus, that is a but is that? I mean, seriously, it was. I feel like two years ago, all I saw online was people getting ready to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, and now I'm not seeking. I'm not seeing it anywhere. Well, you know, I I, I will stand firm to. I've said this before on the show that as time kind of goes down the 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 the, the, the road here. Cinco de Mayo is going to become the new St. Patrick's Day, where to me, that's always been the the drinking holiday. Is like, dude, I'm going out for St. Patrick's Day, going to the parade. I think as Hispanic culture becomes more and more a part of America, which it undeniably is. I mean, even if yeah. you even if you don't see it sitting up there in Jackson Township, I'm telling you right now, Lucky. the tides the tides of America are <laughs> changing. And, yeah, they and, are. And, and and with that being said, I definitely think like our kids, Man, I gotta move. Our kids, our grandkids are going to be more in line with a Cinco de Mayo party versus a St. Patrick's Day party. Yeah. So I, I think that's inevitable, but in the short term, like t- like this year, next year, really for the foreseeable next four years when it comes to Trump Nation here, um, I think it is, it isn't too much of a stretch to say that that has a negative impact on the celebration of Cinco de Mayo, the acceptance of Mexican culture, and probably, at the end of the day, the sale of tacos. Ah, tacos are going to be fine. <laughs> I, I, dude, look. Here's the thing, I, dude. T- taco purveyors out there, don't worry. I got you. I'm, I'll, I'll eat the tacos. Stansberry alone will keep you in business. I, uh, I will. I will. Yeah, I will supplement your income. The tacos will be had. But I'm telling you, man. Like I, I mean, as I do, we, you and I have both worked in radio a long, long time. Yeah. And there's always Cinco de Mayo stuff going on. Yeah. And this year, there's not. Well. And not, I'm not saying here. I'm not. I'm saying, dude. I know. I like. I'm talking to my friends who work at other places in the country. They're not doing stuff. That, now I know one of your buddies is today, yeah, yeah. right? He's, and so I, I know there are people doing it. His broadcast got shut down because there's so many people in it. Living in Indy, and I, Indy is one of those cities that has a like. Oh, I didn't know there was a bunch of Hispanic people here. Canton's the same way though, dude. I know everyone's like, now, dude. It's just a bunch of white people, a couple black people, everything. No, but dude, I'm telling you, couple. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, there's 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 you a, need to get out more, bro. There is a significant Hispanic. Population in Stark County, and uh, as like I said, as as time continues to go, we're going to just have to kind of embrace that. Paul says you guys need to forget about L Camps and check out Don Tequila's on Tuscan Canton across from the Walmart. Food Bruh. and drinks are way better. Is that where you and I had lunch that day? Uh, yeah, with your girlfriend that day. Yeah, right? but was that Don Tequila's? Because I think that might have been El Patio's because that's changed ownership recently. I've been to both of them, and dude, hey, at the end of the day, I love Mexican food. I'll go eat it. Me too. Don Tequila's, we'll go. Okay, best Mexican restaurant in in Canton. Now. Don Tequila's is really good. Um, the Tlaque Plaque is really good. But yeah, I love that place, but again, the name. When it all comes down to it, El Campesinos is the way to go. It's consistently good. You get a ton of food. Um, it's reasonably priced. It never takes long. I'm going to El Camps. Apparently, Don, uh, Don Tequila's has Cinco de Mayo specials all day and live music. Apparently, Paul works there. Okay. 
I, I'm guessing he does because okay. he knows everything about it. Well, I maybe he yeah. just you know, does. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been there. Salaki Paki is delicious. That place is great. Actually, a listener of uh, a listener of ours, Don, uh, got me hooked on there. Was it the fajita burrito there? Yeah, oh, so good. El Patio is good. El Camps is good. I'm going to El Camps. I'm sticking with it. I have no, I haven't been to Three Gringos yet. Ah, dude, I went to Three Gringos. I, I didn't even put that in the equation. I hear great things about Three Gringos. So good. Man. I haven't been yet. We went Friday of last week. A week ago we went, and um, I had the chili Rolano, and it was delicious. My girlfriend had one of the blue margaritas, so she was all lit. And, dude, honestly, Three Gringos. It's back, baby. Scott, you happy with us now? Jesse's telling us Don Poncho's an alliance. I don't know what maybe, they deliver. Maybe we need to do the Mexican World Tour there. Maybe we, uh, we need to take a little trip of... Uh, a tri- little roundup. A little trip of Mexico in Stark County. If your food's good, you get to stay? Is that, <laughs> that, what, yes. what a terrible Sands Ratio promotion that would be. I feel like you only get to do that one once. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's not an annual. You do it one, never heard from ever again. We have Third Eye Blind tickets. We're going to take caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625. We'll get you hooked up on those. And then you get $1,000 next on the Stansbury Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. In a few minutes, we're going to get you hooked up with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay Keyword. You'll text it in. You'll win some money. 1000 bucks. That's a great way to start your weekend. Put $1,000 in your pocket. Good stuff. Good stuff. All of a sudden, that bar bill for Cinco de Mayo not going to be that bad. No big deal, dude. Uh, you're going to have to help me make sense of a tweet real quick. Okay. Brian tweeted and said, man, I love the show, but the topic of illegal immigration and illegal immigration control and restaurants, that's a bit of a reach. Why? I, I, yeah, I, that's why I'm asking you. I was uh-huh. like, I was, I was <laughs> thought maybe you'd be able to clear this up for me. I Apparently, Brian's no. ever worked in the kitchen of a restaurant. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be like, well, I'm not trying to, you know, buy into the stereotype, but I think there's some reality there. By and the, if, uh, if if you're going to really try to eliminate illegal immigration and the concept of they took our jobs, the best way to do that is to go to the employers. I mean, that's where the problem lie. I mean, people uh, are going to go to a job. Yeah, that's. I forgot you had made that point. That is what he's talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you. you yeah, people have made that suggestion. Politicians have made that suggestion before about that's where you stop it is by the people who are looking to hire versus the people who have the job. And I mean, that's really who should get the hardest slap on the wrist there of anybody who should be getting punished the most. It's the people who are breaking the law when they decide to hire. Now, listen, I dude, it's an incredibly complex thing, and dude, it all boils down to how much do you want to play for? I totally knew what the tweet meant. I'm just tired. New Fanta would go off. It, 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 it's a complex thing, but if, it's if, like I always say about farms. People are like, you know, you mistreat chickens. All right, well, then give me $25 for a dozen eggs. For a chicken sandwich, right. 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 Not so, going to happen. So if you just want if you just want American j- people doing American jobs, you better get ready to pay $20 for blueberries. Yeah, you better get ready to vote for Mike Rowe. You heard it here first. There it is. You heard it here first. There it is. So I'm one of these people I find it annoying that like every day and every month has like its own thing now. Yeah. Like it can just be May. May's fine. No, it can't just be May, Stansberry, because you you need to recognize number one, it's gonna be May. Number two, may the fourth be with you. And number three, Cinco de Mayonnaise. Happy May, everybody. Social media sucks at the beginning of May. It is the, the worst. worst. Um, the worst. I will dude, there are very few things in life I find more unfunny 
than a tub of mayonnaise in a sink and calling that Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de mayonnaise, stands Mary. It's going to be funny. Everyone's going to laugh. There are very few things in life Jeez. that I find more unfunny than that. Yeesh. Fantone's on the list, but outside <laughs> of that. So May has its own thing, though. Okay. And May is National Masturbation Month. <laughs> okay. Now, did the nation decide on that, or did somebody just say, hey, it's National Masturbation Month? I think, yeah. I think, when I voted in November, I don't remember if that was on the ballot or not. Well, you got to read the whole thing. Ah, Fine print. Ah, Fine print there. Okay. Now, they say here, before you celebrate in the privacy of your own home with masturbation being, uh, you know, May being uh, National Masturbation Month, yeah. they say what you should do is indulge in masturbating at work. Mark Sargent, psychology lecturer at uh, Nottingham Trent University, told the newspaper that masturbation break would be a very effective and a great way to relieve tension and stress in the workplace. This was echoed by psychologist and life coach, which I'm guessing is more life coach, less psychologist, (laughs) Dr. Cliff Arnell. He suggested that a masturbation policy might result in more focus, less aggression, higher productivity, and more smiling. The smiling I buy. But ladies, let's be honest. You've seen the same man reach climax a million times. What happens as soon as he's done? Out for the count. (laughs) He's out for the count. No more. Dude, this is... Especially if, like, it increased smiling. It's like, dude, I usually hate myself after masturbating. I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, what did you just watch? What did you just do to yourself? That was terrible. How am I going to go back to work after that? Yeah, I had that happen the other day. Right, dude, right. You got, you got Gianna Michaels down there, dude. See, yeah, but that was the problem. There's seven guys. What is that, is that it wasn't Gianna Michaels. That was the problem. Like, I watched some video. Yeah. And at first, I was like, yeah, this is hot. I'm into it. She's doing dirty things. Do that to me. I like it. Right, and I was like watching. I was getting all into it. Right, and then I realized this is the only video I've ever seen of this woman anywhere ever. Which means you didn't have a career. You did porn once, and now your life is ruined. Jeez, you know what I mean? I was like, you know what I mean? I was like, dude, it's one thing when you're like Gianna Michaels right. and you're like a porn star, right? But every once in a while, when you stumble across those videos and you realize that chick did three films and probably yeah. committed suicide and Regretted isn't alive right all. now, yeah. there is part of me that's like. I shouldn't be doing this. No, I shouldn't be. I agree with you 100% on that, dude. And that's why I always say, man, amateur porn, not for me, dude. I need I need mainstream ESPN style of, like, the biggest and brightest here's sports center style pornography. Dude, ESPN's in porn and they're <laughs> still losing money? They're doing pro wrestling now? Why not do some porn? Throw it on there. <laughs> they say you... This guy also suggests that one should not fantasize about colleagues as this might result in... <laughs> Cognitive impairment or just inappropriate workplace conduct. Yeah, I don't think America's ready for the pull it out and crank it at work no. thing. I mean, dude, we're, no. we're, we've been going through the country for the last 10 years trying to stop sexual harassment. I think masturbation break rooms are probably going in the wrong direction. Well, now, if we can get over the, oh, my go. God, masturbating at work, because, yes, that on its on its face just is like, no way can we do that. But if we were able to get over that, I mean, I could see how sexual release can relieve stress. I could see how sexual release... Dude, that science has shown us that. Right, right. So I I, I can see that. And I mean, I I know there's been people who have said like, oh, well, if you took a 15-minute nap at work, your productivity boosts up and things like that. 
<laughs> but I still can't make an argument here, dude. You can't go in and crank it at work. And then don't, don't, don't try to use the excuse. So oh, I was listening to the Stansberry show, boss. They said I was going to be more productive, boss. They said it would all be fine, boss. No, if you get caught masturbating at work, you deal with that yourself. I'm not going to knock you for masturbating at work. <laughs> I've done it a thousand times. So think about that while you're uh, while you're on your way to work today, Bill Squire. I work with you. Stop saying these things. Good luck, Bill Squire, as you sit where I used to sit. Good luck with that one. Try getting that out of your head. You think the company's okay with the national contest right here? Yeah, why not? All right, we got a thousand dollars. Let's get you hooked up right now. One zero six nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. We're online for you, WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's program, podcast it right there. We have mega death tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1 800 243 is the number you will need on those. I'm about halfway through the broadcast right now. Stansbury had a late night last night for you. For those of you who were not listening early this morning, yeah, I did late. Give me a give me a status update. What's going on? I feel like you're getting a little exasperated. I heard I heard an exhausted sigh come out of you as we as we open the mics there. What's yeah, up? I wish that was about me being tired. That was actually about <clears throat> something else. But yeah, no, honestly, if, if I'm if I'm being honest, I am starting to hit a little bit of a wall. Got to push through. Got to push her through there. I didn't know May was National Masturbation Month, and I was supposed to be doing it at work. That might help, actually. <laughs> that might help. Plenty of empty rooms. No, lots of them. Got data closets and the like. Sure, I could do it. Wouldn't even take that long, I bet. No, dude. I'll throw in. I'll throw in some. Uh, don't you don't help at all. Okay. okay. I right? was gonna say I'm, I'll enable you, dude. I'll take a break. That's not what I thought. That's not the way I thought you were gonna try to help. I have been critical in the past about, and I've been yelled at by some of you about this. About, but I've been critical about parents who like drink and get high with their kids. I just think it's weird. Ultimately, probably not okay, and I would choose not to do it with my kid. I don't have children, but um, maybe it's because of the way I was raised. Neither one of my parents drank alcohol while I was alive, or while they were alive. Sorry, my mom's still with us. My father isn't. But um, and my mom occasionally now might have a glass of wine with dinner or something like that. But my parents didn't drink like there was never beer in the fridge growing up. Well, and I mean, you know, obviously that's going to, you know, affect whether your family does or does not like party with each other. But like, even if you are a family that has beer in the fridge and even if you are a parent who does, yeah, and that's not to say you're just going to give your kids booze. Who, who does responsibly smoke marijuana. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to allow your children. To right. Do that. You, you can enjoy those things and still set boundaries for your children as it is your job to do right and i'm reading the story of a couple out of allentown who were allowing their 13 year old and let's put a pin right there because what somebody's going to do is my son's 17 and if he cuts the lawn i'll give him a miller light when he's done like okay like again i wouldn't do it but is is that the be all end all or is is your kid going to end up you know with a pack of cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve and you know hanging out with the greasers i don't know probably not but like it's still not the practice i would i would go with right but a couple was allowing their 13 year old to celebrate her birthday by doing shots of vodka Charles Younger, 39, Michelle Edwards, 32, will be sentenced next month and could each serve more than a year in the county jail on child endangerment charges. That's it? A year? 
I mean, honestly, like I, I would assume that that would be a much harsher sentence. I mean, if I went and bought alcohol for kids, shouldn't I be in jail for longer than a year? And let alone my kids. I wonder what the penalty should would be. be. There. Their daughter, listen to this, Fantone, consumed up to 10 shots of vodka and then had to be airlifted to the hospital after a drinking party at their home, and she had a blood alcohol level of 0.32%. Wow. Just for those of you that are trying wow. to for those of you trying to do the math in your head, it's four times the legal limit. Yeah, the quad dewey right there, dude. Wow. They call that a super dewey. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would have a hard time getting my blood alcohol up to that level. I'd, I'd, I'd pass out. I'd fall asleep. It's first Friday. Challenge accepted. <laughs> and the couple fled when a friend called 911 after finding the girl unconscious and vomiting. So their daughter gets so drunk that she blacks out like she's unconscious and she's right. vomiting, which you can die from. And their answer to that is, let's hightail it out of here. You see what I'm saying? These are the kind of people who make the decision to let their kids drink in their house. Now, I understand that the, I've heard many of people make the argument. I, if my kids are going to drink, I'd rather have them in my basement versus I know they're going to drink when they go out there. Okay. And you kind of got me in a, well, there's some common sense in that, right? There is some common sense in that. But again, I would maintain that, and I'm just going to tell you how I would run my house. And again, I don't have children. But if I did, my answer would be no. My answer would be what my parents' answer to me was for everything. Do as I say, not as I do. You're acknowledging that you're doing something wrong there by saying you'd rather have your kids you're in admitting your basement. It. Right. And I mean, like... You're asking for the lesser of two evils. It's obviously like a much more extreme situation here, but it's like, well, you know, if if my kid's going to rape somebody, I'd rather him wear a condom so the proof won't be there. Wow, it's like, well, geez. but but at the end of the day, the problem shouldn't be is the proof there or not? Do they get in trouble or not? It's 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 should they be engaging in that behavior? And no, they should not. I will admit that kids are going to do what kids are going to do, and the best intentioned parents aren't going to be able to stop that. My parents didn't accept this. My parents weren't okay with me drinking and smoking weed as a teenager, but of course I went out and did it, but they didn't embrace it. You know what I'm saying? They weren't like, oh, well, it's okay. We know you're doing it. No. When I came home drunk, I was in trouble. When they found weed in my bedroom, I was in trouble. It didn't, you know, it, it, just because you're doing it doesn't mean it's like, well, then it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ship that's already sailed and there's nothing we can do here. One of the hardest hitting moments I've had in my life around this kinds of things is when I came home from, I don't, know, I don't know where I was, but I had came home and I was living with my parents and I was still under the age of 18. And my mom had found drugs in my room. And my mom was emptying out baggies full of things into the toilet, crying her eyes out. Oof. And it's that moment where you wish your parents would just scream at you versus looking at you with that look of how they're disappointed in you. And as a teenager, of course, I was mad. Oh, my God, Mom. It's not that big of a deal, Mom. It's just this money. But now as an adult, I realize, you know what that was? You know what that moment is when you're, when they're, when you're on your knees throwing drugs down a toilet, flushing them down, crying, talking to your kids about it? You know what that is? That's love is what that is. That's what that is. Not that you don't love your kids if you let them have beer. And it's not what I'm saying. But I will say, and I've told this story a thousand times, I grew up with a, with a very good buddy who lived down the street from me. We could ride our bikes to each other's houses. His mom would let us party in the house and my parents didn't. And I always had fun over there. 
And I always tell this story. But when I pedaled my bike home, I was always thankful I lived where I lived. Now, I guess at this point, we really are kind of putting a moral standard on this. And I as, am. As two dudes, two dudes who do not have kids, it's very easy for us to do, and we love doing it. Um, but, <laughs> it's awesome. But, I mean, like, obviously... You're never going to be president, and you have opinions about that. Moral standards aren't necessarily enough to tell people what to do with their lives, because moral standards are different for different people. Um, there's no argument to, well, that's the way I was raised, that's the way I turned out fine. I mean, when a million other places were like, well, yeah, if you want to leave your kids home alone, that's your prerogative as a parent to do so. Or, oh, yeah, if you as a, if you as a parent want to feed your kids nothing but, you know, uh, jelly donuts for lunch and pack it in their lunch, that's that should be your prerogative as a parent. Why is this fundamentally different? When it comes to when it comes to you know drinking at your home, when it comes to doing, want to remind me one more time? Sorry, we we allow parents to homeschool their kids. We allow parents to feed their kids whatever we, they want to. We allow parents to do all these different things, which I feel like that's destructive parenting. You know, I feel like there's plenty of uh, people out there who are like, well, wow. if you raise your well, if you raise your kid this way, if you if you raise your kid with two gay dudes, that's destructive parenting. But we allow people to do that. So why is why is drinking a moral standard that it's like like, oh, dude, no, we can't can't let that happen. I guess maybe I feel that way because of, of what I know it can do, and it can lead to addiction. And my guess is, and I'm guessing and speculating, and let me make that statement before I say what I'm going to say. But if you're willing to give a 13 year old booze, you probably have a little bit of a maybe of some sort of an addiction problem yourself, because I think it's maybe drugs and alcohol that's clouding your decision making. I'm again, I'm speculating there. Okay. But this happened not that long ago in front of me. And I was hanging out with a group of people and the bar closed and we all ended up going back to somebody's house. That person had children. Bottles get pulled out. And next thing I know, I turn around and somebody's daughter is like pounding a shot. And I grab my friend by the arm. And I said, look, dude, we only kind of know these people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm now a grown man sitting in the same room as a 13-year-old that just did a shot. I can't be here. I know better than this. I am better than this. I can't stand here and watch this happen. I Ubered out of there. I was like, I got to get out of here. This is, dude, look at the kind of decision-making that's happening. I can't be in here. And it really did. It was alarming to me to see that because I was like, I don't think people, I mean, you know, we're afraid to legalize marijuana over a gateway drug. And you guys are going to argue that we should be giving 13 year olds vodka. Like, come on now. Come on now. We got we got to hold this line all the way over. You can't you, you can't be like, well, it's super dangerous with this. But yeah, let's just shove this down their throats. It's just, I don't know, man. Like I, I know I was raised by a minister. Maybe that's a little bit more of my conservative thing coming out of me that's like, you know, man, you shouldn't do that. But ultim- And again, Fantone said it best. We don't have kids. Maybe we're making judgment calls and stuff we don't totally know yet. But at the end of the day, I would like to think I'm not doing that in my house. It wasn't allowed in my house, and it won't be allowed in my house when my kids are growing up either. We have Megadeth tickets. We'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625 on those. And be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Jeff Miller won his way into the Megadeth show. So he'll be up at uh, Jacob's Pavilion at Nautica on July the 3rd. Checking them out. Still to come 9.30, we have Nickelback tickets as they play Blossom, August the 14th. 
and another thousand dollars up for grabs. Nine ten this morning on the Stansbury Show. Man, I I I try not to be a jealous person. All right, right. I like I, I legitimately try because I feel like that's a wasted emotion. Right, my and. Also, my life's been pretty good. Yeah. I had a couple of years where I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now and this and all that. But ultimately, my life's pretty good. I got a job I really enjoy, two of them actually, that I really enjoy. Um, like everybody else in America, I can make more money, but ultimately I'm doing well enough. You know what I mean? If there is such a thing, I do okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have... go home today. I'm going to pay bills. I'm not going to think twice about doing it. Right. Yeah. Right? Things covered there. Um, it's funny how the American dream has really shifted. Shriveled. Yeah. What, what, what once was like, oh, yeah, dude, I'll retire at age, you know, 50 and I'll have the rest of my life to live out the golden years and I'll give my kids $100,000 each. And now it's just like, dude, I pay bills and can make it till next week. I mean, kind of make it till next week. I mean, it's on credit, but I'm, dude, I'm going to make it till next <laughs> week. That's fine. And I try not to be a jealous person. And I've seen guys in this industry be obsessed about like what other like broadcasters may or may not have, and like I'm not treated that way, and why aren't we on level par and this and that? And what ends up happening is is you end up spiraling downward because you're obsessing over the wrong thing versus obsessing about your program and getting it to where it needs to be, right? Yeah, jealousy is a blinding emotion. It certainly is in a professional or in a personal sense. I mean, you can definitely get fixated on it. But I, I read this, and this is being reported by Radar Online, which is the kind of like a, a one of the more, from what I hear, legit like celebrity rag like things, All right. right? All right. And a fellow broadcaster. Now, obviously, we're not on the same level. Ryan Seacrest, as he's now taken over, uh, what live with Kelly Ripa, right? Yeah, yeah. Regis and Kathy Lee. He's the new Regis. He's the new Regis yeah. there. But Ryan, so we got that gig. Now, I don't care about that at all because I don't care about TV, right? I have no aspirations to do TV. I've done a little TV news. I have no interest in doing it again. But I really enjoy being on the radio. I like it a lot, right? And it's all I've ever, it's the only real job I've had in my adult life. And some would argue this isn't a real job. No, right? not even close. Dude. Every girl I date, their dad seems to tell me how this isn't a real job. So I am a little jealous of this deal I heard that, that, a, that a famous broadcaster got, Ryan Seacrest. Apparently, he has signed a new radio deal. This is his radio contract, not the TV Live with Kelly Ripa contract. His new radio contract is three years, right? Okay. That's pretty good in today's day and age. Yeah, yeah. A piece of paper that says you have a job for three years is worth having. $73 million. Jeez. Bro, he's making LeBron money. Jeez. He's making 24, if my math is right, this is $24.3 million a year for the radio end, let alone what he's going to get paid to do live. Wow. So I'm guessing then what the, what, what the, what the radio company said is, well, now he's on TV. We will give him this money. So he stays put. And now we'll, you know, we'll be mentioned all the time via the TV product and we'll, we'll, we'll partner up. There's probably going to be something that happens there. 24.3. Now here's the thing. Once upon a time, Ryan Seacrest was like one of the best radio dudes in the country. I don't know if he's still considered to be that. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that stuff enough. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I listened on air with Ryan Seacrest enough to know if it's still quality or if it ever was quality. But what I will say is, is I don't even know when or where it's on and how could that be worth $25 million a year. But it doesn't matter whether it is or is not quality. I mean, at the end of the day, is it worth it to the company? Are they making that
Venmo. They must be. They don't care about like, well, is he putting forth a good broadcast? They don't care if you're good. No. Are no. you moving and needles? That's, that's what I they mean, care about. And, I mean, and that's kind of a. And are you moving product? Is, right. Is that is that what essentially you care about? It's right. not. It's not. Does Ryan Seacrest get good ratings? It does. Is it does Ryan Seacrest give us opportunity to sell? Yes. And and, and the he, answer is yes. Yes. He he obviously does, or they wouldn't have made an investment on the guy like this. Um, I try not know, to be jealous, man. But that's dude. That's transformative. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course, dude. I mean, Ryan Seacrest is, you know, I, I, I think it's safe to say one of the hardest working dudes in Hollywood. Yeah, that's been, true. Has been grinding for the past decade plus. I mean, just anything that that guy can put his name on. And there comes to be a little bit of like, it's not the same skill set that I think you have or that I have, but his skill set and what he does, he's good at and he's willing to do it. Where like you and I, there's plenty of things Ryan Seacrest has done in the past where you'd be like, I ain't doing that. I'm gonna look stupid. Seacrest doesn't care. He goes out there, he cheeses it, he, he he Jimmy Kimmel's it, and he does it because he knows that's gonna make money for him. Yeah. So he prioritizes true. his selling out, selling out over the, the and and and, and I don't really like selling out. I don't like that term. I hate when people throw it on bands. I hate when people throw it on shows. At the end of the day, if you traded your art form for money, sooner or later you're gonna want to be able to live comfortably too. And uh, so I don't I don't knock people for for cashing in. That's what right. it is. It's not selling out. It's cash. I mean, you know, I, 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 we've prided ourselves since day one on being like the realest show that we can be. Most and, authentic and, I can be. Yeah. And giving you like, hey, this is our real takes. This is who we really are. This is ourselves. But maybe if we did do a little bit more like, hey, now it's going to be, you know, car karaoke with Adele, you know, I mean, and not for Rock 106.9 and not for this format. But if day one of my career, I would have decided, you know what, dude, I don't care. I'll play that corporate game and I'll climb that corporate ladder and I'm going to be a dude and, you know. It obviously would have been a different walk for me, and it doesn't necessarily guarantee I would have ended up in Ryan Seacrest's seat, because let's be real, we have our own Ryan Seacrest in the building, and he is not getting paid $73 million. No, he's not. But nonetheless, you see how... better off than you and I. You see how that that ladder takes you there. Here's what I'm going to tell you. As a guy who does this, there's nobody in this industry that's worth $25 million a year. Uh, but like Nobody. you'd say the same thing about pro athletes and uh, you can yeah, and I would but they they are because they continue to be paid that <laughs> yes are they worth it because the market will pay it yes I'm saying at the end of the day nobody's giving you a 25 and a 24 and a half million dollar performance on the radio every morning not that I know of I've listened to a lot of radio I've never heard that show but 1-800-Flowers and McDonald's and Sprite and all those companies are like, hey, dude, to get on that Ryan Seacrest show, we are going to, I guarantee you, the guy's got to be, that that on air with Ryan Seacrest has to be grossing over $30 million a year, $40 million a year, $50, $100 million a year, if they're going to give him twenty five a year. Oh, it's got to be three times what they're paying so, him. So, so because that's how they level it out. And I mean, that's 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 the 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 where he is worth it. If dude, if I'm selling seventy five million dollars worth of advertising on your program, yeah. Again, I I I, I want to be clear about this because my company's gonna be like, why are you doing? But at the end, I'm not knocking it. I, there's this is a little bit of jealousy, and it's a little bit of like, man, could you imagine? Like, because here's the thing, like locally, I don't look at anybody else locally and be like, oh my god, like 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 right. I, I have to have this, or right? right. you got to have this, or why don't why am I not like, like this? I don't do that, right? Because I just think it's wasted. I think ultimately, at the end of the day, if you don't just if you're too concerned about what somebody else has versus the things you have, you'll never be happy. It's fair. You'll never be happy. Like, you got to just find a way and be like, what do I say? It's self-awareness. And I feel like I'm one of the most self-aware guys that does this, at least in the region. And I just, but when I read that this morning, I was like, man, like, 
Did you know how many people ESPN could have kept with that $73 million? A lot of people right there. A lot of people. So, like, that's what I thought of. I was like, imagine all the media people who are, like, being ushered out, like, at ESPN, who are now reading that as they're sitting at what's in the industry called on the beach while you're in between jobs. I mean, dude, that's got to make those, like, dude, Ed Werder's got to be throwing up this morning reading that news. Man, good luck, Ryan Seacrest. That's good news. Hats off to you, dude. Here's what I'll also tell you. I would, and I have done this in my career. I have turned down much more money at certain points because I was like, guys, if you pay me that much a year, all you're doing is painting a target on my back for you guys to find a reason and be like, yeah, you know what? Sansbury is really not worth that. I like to stay under the radar. As much as I would like to make $20 million a year, whatever this is, I like staying underneath that radar. You know what? As we're talking about all this money, yeah. we're going to give you $1,000 next on the Sansbury Show. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 1069. We're on live for WRQK.com. We have a thousand dollars. You're gonna have it just a few minutes from right now. We'll give you the keyword for Rock 1069's workday double pay, and you'll make some money to start your weekend off the right way. No better way to start that weekend, dude. A thousand dollars. It's first Friday. It's Cinco de Mayo. See, I I fr- oh. had forgotten that it was first Friday. So my, I think my evil plan is gonna work out perfectly now because. I worked all night last night. I worked the Mastodon show last night. I've only slept about two, maybe two and a half, just under three hours last night. So I'm a little, I'm kind of like, you know, tired beyond belief right now. And so what the plan is, is then to, to, to rush home after the program, got to wait till like around 11 or noon or so, get out of right. here, and then go home and I was going to sleep. And then I'll wake up, watch the Cavs game. I'll be rested. Then it's first Friday. There'll be people out getting in trouble doing doing, you know, interesting things. Yeah. And, uh, well, maybe I'll head out. Cavs game will probably be over 9, 30, 10 o'clock, so you'll nice. have, you know, everybody just really getting going at the bar. Um, nice. If you're looking for something to do prior to the Cavs game, uh, down at Print and Press Shop in downtown Canton, they are having a, uh, a little... Uh, Fiesta, some might call it. Uh, Shooter Sharp's going to be playing, and Bomba Taco is going to have their food truck out there. Good friends of the show. And they have a bunch of cool stuff at Print and Press, too. So right there at uh, 5th and McKinley, I'd go check it out if I were you. Oh, I know where that is. Okay. A little Bomba Taco. That sounds delicious. It does sound delicious. I've never had that. Me either, but Bomba Taco will be there. If you have not heard, the Concert for Legends has gotten that much better now as it's not just Toby Keith now. We're adding Kid Rock to the bill. Nice! Yeah. And that makes all the sense in the world. And people have been looking to dog Toby Keith for this, but that venue fits 23,000 people now. That's more than what the queue would hold. I've been to a million. Dude, I saw Nine Inch Nails at the queue that didn't sell out. So, like, don't make this about nobody likes Toby Keith. Don't make it about that. This is the Pro Football Hall of Fame being smart, giving you more bang for your buck. Yeah, at the end of the day, smart. dude, obviously, I think the Venn diagram of Toby Keith fans and Kid Rock fans, there's a big old hand overlap. Hand there. There's a big old overlap there. Big old overlap. And I, honestly, man, I hope this is setting the standard. I hope this is what they do, because what else could we ask for than having like a bunch of artists performing for the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Like That'd be fantastic, dude. Who opened... 
It was Living Color open for Aerosmith, right? For Aerosmith, right. right. Okay, so that's cool. Like, you're obviously going to have an opening act, but what it was, all right, Living Color opens, Aerosmith, and Run DMC. We would have all lost our goddamn minds. Well, yeah, because you know what the thing is, is that Kid Rock and Toby Keith are on the same level. Living Color and Aerosmith aren't on nah, the same level. Right, but Run DMC and Aerosmith certainly would have been. Get both of them up there together. And, dude, like I said, man, there's so many, there's there's such a big overlap when it comes to Kid Rock. Dude, it's tricky would have been great. It, it, it Partially because they, you know, Kid Rock is a pretty diverse artist, but like, all right, so you got Toby Keith up there, you know, he does a little red solo cup, does the American Soldier, does Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, and then bam, Kid Rock comes out, all of a sudden they do a Skinner song together, then Kid Rock goes into his set, plays Ba with the Ba, plays Only God Knows Why, it's gonna be sick! I love it, dude! I want to go more now than, dude, when it was Toby Keith, I was like, yeah, it's an event in Canton, you should go, but dude, I totally want to go now. I always say about Kid Rock, you don't have to love his music, but when you go see his shows, he's yeah. just fun. He's fun, and he knows how to do it. He's a he's a true performer, and when you see him, you'll realize like, oh, that's how he got so popular. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like a Kid Rock enthusiast by any stretch of the imagination, um, and I certainly don't see hot I, summer night with a beer in your hand. You will be though. I don't see uh, eye to eye with him on a lot of issues, but I don't care about that, dude. Right. All I care about is hearing American Badass cranked up at Tom Benson Stadium. Crowd goes wild and I'm a part of it. How would you not want to go to this? Yeah, I totally want to go to that. Yeah. I wanted to go when it was just Toby. I like Toby. David Baker, president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I know you listen, bro. Get your boys hooked up. Get your boys hooked up. We are his guilty pleasure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've heard that. You know, it's an interesting side note there. A lot of people tell me this show's (laughs) their guilty pleasure. I'm going to let you in a little secret. What was that? Your friends listen to... It's all right. Talk about it, yeah. Yeah. Discuss amongst yourselves how pleasurable the sounds is. Oh. I think this is all smart. I think it's all, because you're right. These two guys, the overlapping audience here is probably, let's ballpark it, 80%? A lot. I bet it's 80. Every bit of 80. Sweaty Teddy comes out. The Nuge just shredding his guitar up. Trump Nation, baby! All right, the Nuge has not been confirmed yet. That's a Phantom thing. He's kind of open. You know, I saw the Nuge not that long ago. He can still do it. The Nuge can, but it's going to be Kid Rock, Toby Keith, Tom Benson Stadium, August the 6th there. 10% off if you wear your MAGA hat. (laughs) Why do you do it? Dude, it's Friday, bro. The finish line is right there. We can see it. God, I got to teach this kid everything. (laughs) We we have $1,000 up for grabs. Text this keyword in now. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Still have Nickelback tickets. We'll pass those out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need on those. Fantone, I'm going to ask you this question because I think you will probably know at least a ballpark answer for me. All right. If I wanted to leave the building this morning... Go over to the mall yeah. and purchase myself a pair of Kyrie Irving shoes or LeBron James' newest versions of whatever their shoes are. I don't know where what they're called or whatever. How much money am I going to have to spend on a pair of LeBrons or a pair of Kyrie Irvings? 200 250 is my guess. 250 we'll say. Okay, well, well, 250 probably sounds about fair. Which is astronomical, if you ask me. That's an insane amount of money to pay for a pair of shoes, especially when you consider that people aren't going to be playing basketball in them. They're just going to be wearing them. Um, but, dude, a shoes are... It's nuts. It is. Yeah, but you know what? Much like video games, 
A pair of Jordans when I was in high school was 200 bucks. So it really hasn't... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. video games have been 60 bucks for as long as I can remember now. Like, isn't it weird how, like, that How that was expensive then and still it seems expensive now? An eighth of good stuff was 50 back then. It's 50 now, too. Some things are just inflation-proof. I, I don't know what he's talking about. What? Maybe somebody can get me clued in on what, what? that means. I don't know what any of that means. What? The reason why I bring this up is because Lonzo Ball is this guy, uh, a kid, rather, um, out of UCLA. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be like the next thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, I hear he's not even supposed to be drafted first. There's somebody, there's another kid that people like better, but whatever. Lonzo Ball is like the name right now out of college hoops. Yeah, I was going to say, whether he does or does not turn into the next thing, he was a big storyline when it came to the NCAA tournament this year. And, you know, it's, it's funny to say, but like... It, really, the thing that stuck from the NCAA tournament this year, because I could ask 90% of the people, hey, who won the college tournament this year? They're like, oh, what? Huh? But if, you know, Lonzo Ball was kind of the like, all right, it's continuing forward. And it was his dad, really, that kind of did everything. Yeah. LeVar Ball, who was out there saying his kid was better than Steph, and LeVar said even I, back in the day, could have beat Jordan one-on-one, which is, of course, a crazy statement. I think, the, I think honestly, I think LeVar Ball averaged four points in college, and he played, like, nowhere. He, I mean, Michael Jordan went to North Carolina. <sighs> LeVar Ball, complicated character. On on one hand, when that dude first came out, I was really like, you know what? I like this guy, dude. He's Kanye West in it. He's Axl Rose in it. He's out there saying brash, outlandish things and not apologizing for it. I kind of like that. But the dude just rang the bell so often and said so many crazy things and so much that was just like, come on, man, that he kind of overdid it for me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm off that train. He was looking for a partnership deal with the athletic uh, companies, Adidas and Reebok and Nike, and he wanted a LeBron type deal where he didn't want, he wanted a partnership deal where you distribute our brand. And he wanted a billion dollars. Like he was looking for a billion dollar deal. What? And he even said, what? he even said, you don't even need to give it to me all up front. He's like, you can give me a hundred million up front and we'll work on it from there. And LeBron got a billion-dollar lifetime deal from Nike. Right. But has earned it. Right. After he was an established superstar in the NBA. Right. And it was no—we knew LeBron was going to be an NBA player even when he was in high school. Well, like, what? you knew he was—we maybe didn't know what, what we have on our hands now, but we knew he could play the, the level of NBA basketball, where that's still not— certified with Lonzo Ball just yet. I mean, LBJ, the day after he graduated high school, got $90 million. From Sprite, from right? Sprite, yeah. So, like, obviously there are groups and, 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 and athletes that are going to be willing to do this, but if you think that you're going to talk your way into this, if, if they're going to pay you $100 million day one, they already know that. You, right. don't, you don't have to be throwing that, that, that lure out there. They're going to they're gonna have you in their sights already. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because Lonzo's shoes, the, his dad has his own brand, the Big Baller brand. And, again, and he was looking for like Nike or one of these other companies to distribute said brand. Right. And they now have the ZO2s, which are, I'm guessing, ZO is Zoe's, so. Lonzo's. And his shoes, and the reason why I asked you what LeBron's shoes cost, because I could make the argument nobody's shoes should cost more than LeBron's, right? 
second best play- basketball player of all time. I still think he's better than Jordan, but that's just me. But like, he's the best right. player in the NBA right now. And so, like by that metric, nobody should be charging more for their nobody shoes than LeBron. Be more than right. I mean, if Jordan and LeBron are selling them for two fifty, you uh, nobody has on par uh, right there. Nobody has room to sell them for the, for anything more than that. Jordan hasn't played in how many years, and his shoes still fly off the shelves. That's a strong brand. Nike did a, an amazing thing with with uh, with Jordan and Jumpman. That whole thing. I mean, most Jordans, uh, almost every Jordan that I'm looking at here, under two hundred bucks, dude. Under uh, is that one, right? One fifty, one seventy five, two twenty five for some of the newer stuff and some of the more like custom stuff. But in that general area, everyone's shoes cost that. The the, the Zoe twos, yeah, are selling or at least they're saying this that I saw online. His dad, uh, uh, the list price is four ninety five. Silly, silly. It, nobody's going to pay that, dude. Kyrie Irving hit a clutch three-pointer in Game 7 to win a, to win an NBA championship for a city that had been championship-starred for over 50 years. If he's selling his shoes for 200 and he's probably, what, the second-best point guard in the league right now, right behind Chris Paul, maybe even first. So at the end of the day, couldn't I make the argument Kyrie's shoes should be more expensive than Lonzo? But you haven't even played in the NBA. Kyrie's about 125. Um, oh, that's a, not even that bad. 125, 150 new, you know. I okay. Mean, I, I've got a pair of Kyrie's. My girlfriend custom made them for me. So, like, those oh, you were, can do that, right? Those were a little bit more expensive. But still, I mean, nowhere even close to $500. And like I said, those were custom made. Like, There's still a huge chance this kid busts. What would make anybody... Now, I get, like, there are sneakerheads. I've seen all the documentaries on Netflix and the like, and I know there are guys who will do this, and somebody's going to want to be the people who have these shoes, and... Do yes. you have the tweet? Do you have the tweet from Levar Ball's dad? His, I'll paraphrase. His dad said, "You know, if you can't afford four ninety five, you're not a big baller. You're not a big baller. Yeah, big baller brand is loose. And if you can't afford the the ZO twos, you're not a big baller. And I, that's true. I well, mean, here's what I'm going to tell Levar Ball: Before your sons could play basketball this well, you couldn't afford four ninety five for a pair of shoes. You ain't a big baller, bro. You're doing this off the back of your kids. I don't know if he can at this point too. Like, let's not act like his kids have gotten paid yet. So, where what money do you have? I mean, they're trying to steer him to the Lakers because he was a UCLA kid. They're from California, and the Lakers, let's be honest, they kind of need to be resurrected a little bit, and I know they're looking at him. I'm sure Magic would love to land him there. Yeah, um, yeah, It's, it's going to put butts in seats. It's a, it's a story. That, you know what I mean? The kid's got a nice shot or whatever. Um, he's you know a little bit like LeBron in the sense that you know Lonzo likes to distribute, likes to get guys involved, and that's going to be the new model of the NBA player. And But I just – all right, I'm single. I have two jobs. Both of them pay well enough. I'm not rich or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I still like, okay, well, I got to pay this, this, and this, and I think about it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I do all right. And I'll spend 500 bucks on some stupid things. But even I don't have, like, the expendable income to spend four ninety five. The who the who wants this is like high school kids. I mean, that's who wants this stuff and like early college kids. And like, if you have one kid, you probably have more than one. You probably have two. Your parents had two. My right. parents had two. Right. That's kind of the standard. Right. And it's like there's no way parents can afford four ninety five for a pair of shoes. Abs- absolutely ridiculous. And you're right. There are going to of course be people that buy this, but there are going to be people who bought those 
$500 jeans that had fake mud on right. them. So of course there's going to be people, but if you think that like these are going to are going to be flying off the shelves, you're crazy. I uh one thing that I do wish I would see happen in the quote-unquote shoe game, um it was probably in the early 2000s. Um remember the Starburys when Stefan Marbury Yeah, but everybody made fun of them. But like dude, I wish LeBron, or I wish one of these guys. Not if people get, don't remember, Stefan Marbury made a really affordable shoe. It was like it was like ten to twenty bucks, and they were like not the coolest shoes in the world, but like they were name brand and they looked cool and they were legit basketball shoes. I wish somebody would give up a little bit of their of their take home of their brand. And I'm not saying LeBron stopped selling LeBrons, but I'm just saying like sell something so that poor kids in Akron and poor kids in in, in Northeast Ohio can end up buying your shoes. It's a nice thought and. And I'm with you, but the problem ends up, dude, kids know, right? And so you're still on the bus at the end of the day, and you're still not wearing the LeBrons. You're wearing the LeBron. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. You're, but You're but, wearing the Section 8 bronze. But at least at least I'm just not wearing the Section 8 plain new band, you know? I'm like, with you on that. I am with you on that. I just think, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, kids kind of know. But I, I'm telling kids you. Kids are dicks. My, my buddy Greg is a sneakerhead. Like, totally. Like, travels, goes to New York, goes to, like, shoe swap meets. He's constant. I mean, dude, he spends... Uh, dude, his wife threatens to leave him all the time over shoes. Right. All the time. Right. And so I hit him up this morning. I was like, dude, are you spending this money on these? And he's like, I'm not spending four ninety five. He's like, but I have made phone calls. I am I am in, uh, involved in trying to land two pair. And here's what I'll say. If the kid lands at the Lakers, if Lonzo Ball ends up a Laker and he lights the league up, he'll absolutely be able to sell a $250 shoe all day. Day, but like four ninety five, dude. If you're gonna start doubling what LeBron's charging, you're gonna start doubling what the most popular basketball player on the face of the planet charges for his shoe. Oh, and by the way, they're Nike made, right? Like, who's making big baller brand shoes? I don't know about that. Right. At least when I buy a pair of bronze, I know I get I get the product that is Nike that I trust. I trust Nike. That's been part of their brand. You know you can rely on the on the wear and tear of said shoe. This guy's out of his mind. Now, he got three kids a scholarship to play basketball, so there's some decent parenting in there somewhere. I'll make room for that. But some of this stuff is just getting crazy. And, of course, we're sitting here thinking about this as LeBron James chasing another championship as they're going into Game 3 against the Toronto Raptors tonight. I hear Kyle Lowry not playing. Yeah, no word confirmed nor denied yet, which to me means that he's not going to play. If if he was going to play, they'd know it by now. You know what I'm saying? I still think and stand firm to the statement, if the Cavs are to lose a game in this series, I feel like tonight's definitely a trap game. Um, it, it, teams get better on, the, at, on their home court. They just do, especially guys who don't have a lot of production in on, on the road. You know, guys like Serge Ibaka, um, dudes even I feel like uh, DeMar DeRozan, who had a crap game in game two, is going to be coming out. Was it five playing. points, right? Dude, it didn't, hit a, it didn't hit a shot until the fourth quarter. So, number one, tip of the hat to J.R. Smith for shutting that dude down. Yeah, that was nice D. Um, but tonight could be the trap game. Cavs, Cavs Nation, stand firm. Everything's going to be fine. You are absolutely right. Most players rise to the occasion, play better on their home court. I, uh, if you're a basketball fan, go uh, on your own, Google the numbers, and check out what LeBron does on the road. It will blow you away what this guy does in other people's gyms on the regular. LeBron's amazing on the road. I, I'm, I'm with you. There may be a trap game in this series somewhere. If Lowry sits, I don't think this might be it. I may, it might be game four, not game three. Be interested to see what happens. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show and Nickelback tickets next. Hang on. 6-9. 
And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Well, howdy, folks. How the hell y'all doing? Old Catfish Cooley coming into you live, baby. Kick the dust up. Bunnies don't poop eggs. <laughs> You're f***ing your girlfriend in a public restaurant acting like a prostitute. Don't you wish you could meet a whore like that? A lot of men are looking for a good whore that'll put out for free. There's a dirty little secret. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, you fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old babe. I have unicorn crap all in my hair and on my nose. I have never been so stressed out in my entire life. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. And the 2-0 pitch to Lindor. Swung out and belted to deep right center. Away, back, and gone. Francisco Lindor, a two-run blast. He has a five, a five time, a five times early. What? I got some mighty dog food, some kind of Tonight, the little boy is stuck using a pool noodle to find his way around. He's at risk for HIV, hepatitis C, herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Facebook thugging is a crime. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. No, this is wrong. Oh my God, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 26 years old. You know, bring your kids and your underwear. I had to take off my shoes to run. So kiss my black Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9, nearing the end of the program now. We have made it through another week, y'all. That's good news. Pat ourselves on the back. Good job, Sansbury. Good job, Fantone. <laughs> nice jobs. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Made it through another one. Nickelback tickets up for grabs here shortly. Nickelback sucks, dude. I don't want to do that. I don't want tickets. Nickelback, they're the worst band in the world. I hate Nickelback. And we'll watch. They're you watch. Call. The phone lines they're will blow call. up. They're right. going to call. That's what I'm always saying. People like to pretend that they're... My friends don't think it's cool, so I have to lie yeah. and say that I don't think it's cool, too. I hate Nickelback. Or you could be the adult <laughs> and just admit that you like stuff. Yeah, dude, I don't see what shame there is in liking photograph, dude. Crank it from the mountaintops, baby. This is what I always say about this. What is that? People say to me all the time. Like, I, you know, I have hardcore metal friends who are like, I can't believe you like pop music. And I always say, I feel like it makes me lucky. I like Mastodon the way you do, too. But yeah, I like Taylor Swift, too. I like more things. How does me liking more things make me a sissy? I feel like it makes me lucky. And you like Taylor Swift, too. You're just, like, lying yeah, about it. Yeah, get she, your Nickelback tickets. We're your spot, baby. She's selling 100 million records to nobody. Nope. It is first Friday. I'm looking forward to that. I'll be out, uh, I'll be out tonight causing some trouble somewhere. I know the Cavs are playing tonight. Uh, I'm sure you'll be watching that, right? Yeah, that's my uh, that's my primary concern of the day. It's Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. 7 o'clock tip-off going up to Toronto. Hopefully kicking some ass, man. I, uh, I, I, I'd I love it if they were able to sweep this up and, uh, and put Toronto away and get some time off before the Eastern Conference. Conference finals, uh, but like I said, I'm a little concerned about a trap game. Tonight may be that night, and if it is to happen, it's all right, Cavaliers fans. It's going to be okay. I know LeBron haters are going to come out and be like, dude, told you, Jordan never lost, not once. He didn't lose a single game. Jordan won every game he ever played in, but that's not true. 
That's not true, and it'll be all right, Cavs fans. All you ever this. see on TV is the Jordan makes. They never show you the Jordan misses. LeBron's right. misses are retweeted a thousand right. times. That's why it looks that way. Um, we like announcing when when new businesses are opening up in the area yeah. that, that we're a fan of. Yeah, dude. A local economy? Hmm. Why would we support that? And I just happened to scroll by this through my Facebook page right. earlier this morning. And a woman, Sarah, who I happen to be friends with online, had posted a picture of something that I didn't know I could get here. What was that? And it's a new coffee shop. Okay. And this place was wildly popular in Oregon when I lived there. And it's called the Human Bean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've never been there, but I've seen that. And I don't know if they do this here, but in Oregon, you they they were all like drive throughs It yeah, was a big, yep. it was like all it was, just little like coffee kiosk. And on top of the uh, lid, they would give you an individual chocolate-covered coffee bean as like part of the gimmick. And there was like two major places to get coffee in Oregon. They hated Starbucks. Would not, honestly, they they like kept Starbucks out because Dutch Brothers was actually started in Grants Pass, Oregon, where I lived. And so they loved that. They loved Dutch Brothers. And Human Bean was like the only other coffee shop. And I found Human Bean to be better than Dutch Bros. And so I was a huge Human Being fan, and I had no idea they were opening here. I'm pumped about this. I think it's, I think it's on Whipple because I've driven. Past I hear it's it. by Planet Fitness. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, exactly where it is. Okay, then. I yeah. like literally. I'm gonna go out of my way yeah. to go get a cup of coffee on my way home from work today because I loved the Human Being. Honestly, it was when I landed there last summer. That's the first place I went was the Human Being. Well, there you go. You can have a little. Yeah, uh, I'm so pumped about that. I had no idea little, that was coming here. A little cup of coffee stands very yeah, good. Dude, why don't you just go home and take a nap? Actually, you can go get that cup of coffee tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the, yeah, I probably sleep. I feel like Papa Bear needs to go hibernate for a little bit there. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm out of it. I am. I'm a little slap happy right now. We have these Nickelback tickets. Let's get you hooked up with these. We'll take caller twenty one eight hundred two four three seven six two five on those. Fishhead gives you a thousand dollars with Rock 1069's workday double pay. That happens ten ten on Rock 1069. Aside from that, we are done. Be back at it live tomorrow. No, 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 no. 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 I won't no. be here tomorrow. No, 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 no. Monday morning. 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now, you guys have a great and safe weekend. See you.